Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. All right, welcome to the pod. Appreciate you guys joining us. Uh, We are only doing one this week. We were going to try to get one out earlier in the week. Uh, You may or may not have heard one of our colleagues here at Yahoo Sports, who Pete and I currently work with, Pat used to, and a a friend of all of ours, Therese Paler, one of our national NFL writers, uh, passed away earlier this week. It was a little bit of a uh, jarring deal, and we just didn't really feel is right to do this. So we're, we, we took a day off. So thank you for being with us. T- Therese was a awesome guy. He's just third, just turned 37. And I uh, worked with him really closely on NFL coverage. Anytime someone that age passes away, just, uh, it's just sad. It's just really sad. If you did follow Therese, you knew he was a huge football fan. He had risen up in the ranks of sports media uh, not via hot takes, you know, overreacting opinions or whatever, but by analyzing football, sitting next to him to cover games, like he's calling out the defensive formations and and all of that stuff. It's like it was like when I would do um, a week inside of a football program and you're next to like the offensive coordinator is a little bit of that. He was so geeked out. He, he was proud football geek. I think a lot of he had a lot of fans around the country who appreciated that kind of writing. His last story was a great, great breakdown of what happened when the Kansas City broke down in the Super Bowl. Also, I just think when you watch a guy work so hard to climb and get better at whatever they do in whatever field, whatever walk of life, you just and you know that he's on the verge of like real prominence, or if not already there, but is just going to grow. You just. I root for those types of people in whatever walk, whatever part of my life that I know that person. And it's just like, like, damn, you know, this was going to happen. So Therese did a podcast on this network on the NFL, on the NFL with Charles Robinson. So highly respected by me. It's been a sad week, uh, but uh, this is what we, we have. I don't know if either of you guys have any thoughts to, to share about Therese. Yeah. You know, he obviously, uh, loved football and had a passion for football in in a way that was uh, was virtually unmatched. Pat and I did uh, an NFL mock draft uh, show with him a couple of years ago in uh, in New York. And I can still like feel the enthusiasm of sitting on that set with him and hear him being like, I like the player. They would like throw up a pick. And he, and he had nuanced opinions, passionate opinions, well-researched opinions and uh but you could just tell, like, a lot of people who cover the NFL think of the draft as a bore because it's a lot of work. 
Like you, you cover one league with a couple thousand players, you got just going to learn four hundred more. Like it's it's a lot of work. He loved it. You could just tell there was a pure love for football, and he loved the work part of it. Uh, you know, obviously spending time with him in Mobile and at the Senior Bowl, and spending time with him at the Combine. You could really tell that the part of the job that many viewed as a grind, he viewed as a pleasure. Um, wonderful guy. Great coworker, and uh, yeah, it has been a it has been a really a really sad week, and obviously uh, our thoughts go out to his his family and friends back in Kansas City, and I really feel like the whole city of Kansas City could relate to him because he kind of covered the sport in, with the passion of a way of a huge fan getting to do the job. I felt like people could really relate to him in a way they don't maybe relate to a lot of people in the media. Yeah, well said, both you guys. Um... Pete, I was thinking back to that same that that mock draft show we did in New York, and and it was really fun. And he was one of the reasons it was really fun because he had great enthusiasm for it, great knowledge. But uh, even before, other than that, you know, one of the things working for a national outlet, which is great, and you know, we we know each other really well. But like with a guy like Therese, who you're not around very much because you're not in the same newsroom, to get there and, and interact with him was really it was fun. And it was interesting. I sat next when we went out afterwards, you know, and had some uh, food and, and a couple of beers of so the whole group. And I sat next to him in the restaurant we we're at. And the two things he was enthusiastic about talking about were barbecuing, smoking meat, and then vacations. Like, hey, where, where do you like going for vacation? You can see he's making plans for what he wants to do. And uh, Dan, to what you alluded to, this is somebody who was just hitting his stride and maybe, the you know, the world's opening up and hey i want to think about big fun things i want to do with my life and and now you know for him to be gone at 37 feels very cruel and sad and you just hate it for his fiance i hate it for uh dan you worked with him close i really hate it for charles robinson you know who did the podcast with him and shared the beat with him and then you know everybody all the editors that worked with therese because he was a joy to work with so uh sad day but uh you know uh, well, hopefully his memory lives on for quite a while uh well we'll make it we'll make it so but i will do this i will honor that memory in this way and i mean this so heartedly therese will be like why the hell aren't you talking about football <laughs> yeah 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 that guy loves football and so where we'll move on to adhere to his wishes if uh, he had, if he was here to uh, hear it. So I uh, appreciate you guys indulging us on that. All right. So in the last, uh, we got a couple of things. FCS is coming up. It's pretty exciting. We're going to have some football in the spring. If you're really uh, crazy enough to watch it, I plan on being and trying to figure this out. The other sort of news of the week, and I, I do think is interesting, is uh, Iowa State extended Matt Campbell until 2028. Obviously a massive deal. I thought maybe some of the coverage of it was a little bit much. It was like Matt Campbell's going to be in Ames till 2028. <laughs> uh, maybe. I hope. I kind of hope he is. But if Michigan comes calling next year, if Notre Dame comes calling in X number, you know, like, I don't know. Or if anybody comes calling, why didn't Texas come calling? Maybe they did. It, it, uh, you know, I, I think some of these extensions. But I would say this, and, and in, in kind of concert with college basketball, you know, I'd like to see a guy like Matt Campbell stay and build, you know, and and somehow the recruiting process in college football spread out in a way that allows more talent to go to different places. We've certainly this is a subject we talk to a lot, talk about a lot. And whether it's an expanded playoff or name image likeness or anything else that it does that, because you look at college basketball, 
Uh, all the main schools aren't doing very well this year, but there are these really solid programs that have stepped up. And it's like, it took a long time for Scott Drew to get Baylor to be really good. It took a long time for Fran McCaffrey to get Iowa really good, or obviously Gonzaga and some of the other schools that are, they're having their big moment this year. If you, if you, if you don't just have two years or three years to build something, but eight, 10, 12, 14, what could Iowa state be? You know, if Matt Campbell actually stays until 2028, I think we would really get a chance to see. So I hope he stays, but uh, your guys thought Pat, your thoughts on the Matt Campbell extension uh, and what, whether it means he'll be in Ames for, for that much longer, it's just a Reese figured buyout. Uh, My thoughts in three words, Dan, hooray for Ames. Good for (laughs) Iowa State, you know? that's uh, Look, as you said, it doesn't really guarantee anything. And in in sports media and otherwise, we like to use the phrase, you know, Matt Campbell now locked up till 2028. He's not locked up. Uh, You know, it would be great if he stays. I I agree that that would be the kind of thing that college football needs is some longevity uh, for a really good coach in a place where – they usually get picked off and go to somewhere else, or it's just hard to sustain uh, competitiveness. And that's, look, we've all sit here and lamented the just repetitiveness of Alabama, Ohio State, Clemson, Georgia, Oklahoma. Can we please get some new blood in there? Well, Iowa State can be new blood. You know, they, they had a very good season this last year. They were the Big 12 regular season champion, I guess, if they had awarded a Big 12 regular season championship. They had the best record, and they gave Oklahoma a good game in the Big 12 title game. So uh, what he's done is really impressive. And as you said, you, you pointed out, Scott Drew was there, has been at Baylor for 16 years. Mark Few's been at Gonzaga for two decades. You know, they, they you get those guys that are gifted coaches that can stay at a place and build a place. Well, maybe football can have some of that. It would be great if it did. I just think it would help the sport significantly. Uh, and, you know, whether it's the tap water or whatever other reason, it's nice to have at least the possibility of Matt Campbell's era being sustained for a while at Iowa State. The Des Moines Register headline was Matt Campbell enjoys elite tap water until 2028. <laughs> <laughs> I believe in the contract is a little known clause. He says his water bill is free. His Ames does it's not like at the country place. club. For- yeah. He does- <laughs> Free car, <laughs> free car, country club, and water bill. So he's just sitting in his spacious living room, sure, just guzzling water, award winning water. Yeah, think about how much he saves not having to buy a Brita or you know one of those like things in the fridge. Nope, just pull it from the tap. Right. Like let it let it rip, let it rip in names. Uh, I thought it was kind of a funny full circle thing watching the Super Bowl on Sunday and watching like Patrick Mahomes running scared for his life. The last time he lost by more than a score in a football game was against Iowa State in Ames, Mahomes' senior year. I believe the final was 66 to 10. Yeah. And that was amid at Matt Campbell's first year, which I believe was three and nine. Mm. It wasn't any better than four and eight, but I believe it was three and nine. But that was kind of like, Early in a tenure, a lot of coaches will tell you when they're trying to rebuild a program, like you need that one win that everyone can rally around. And look, we've talked about it on the pod before. Mahomes at Tech, they weren't exactly uh, the 85 Bears, right? But the fact that a bad Iowa State team was able to beat a mediocre Tech team the way that they did was one of the real signals of hope that it was going to work for Campbell. So now, you know, and I think that was 15 
So you fast forward now, six years later, Mahomes is clearly the the next transcendent star in the NFL. And Campbell's like, like, like the promise of that day has really shown up and really the best compliment to him. And one of the reasons why I don't think like in his heart, Matt Campbell's kind of an old school principled guy, went to D3. I don't think he could leave at this point when Brees Hall, Brock Purdy, Rose on the D-line, Charlie Kohler, the tight end, Greg Eisworth in defense back. All these guys say they're coming back. Like, I don't think Matt Campbell could have done that. And I also don't think, like, he could have gone to Texas and played those guys. Like, I do think there's there's a part of him. Again, he's going to leave there. I want to be very clear about that. He's going to probably leave there in the next few years. And he is going to go to a place that he can turn into a national contender. But the one of the most exciting off-season storylines for me this year is how Iowa State has to be considered in a playoff contention group with the players they have back, the success that they've had. And just if you look at the if you look at where they are in the Big 12 hierarchy, they are in the playoff conversation, which is insane when you consider the last century of history at Iowa State. I mean, other than Kansas State, it's probably the least res- the, the least advantaged school in the Big 12. Yep. You know, it's it, it, there's not talent around there. Uh, what talent there is is a very good in-state school, and you have uh, a historic team to the to the west in Nebraska. Uh, you know, Kansas does very poorly in football, but they could. I, th- I still think they may have some just base advantages over Iowa State, bigger cities nearby, things like that. Kansas State, I think, maybe be the least, but obviously they've had more success. So. Yeah, look, I I don't think he's I don't think he stays. I just I I hope we get somewhere, and it's going to take a lot of years to college football where you can stay, and that's what you've seen him on some of these basketball programs where it's like Scott Drew has had opportunities to leave, but it's sort of been like I like it here, I like Baylor, this is where I want to be. Why am I leaving? And 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 he's not run up to you can't win here, right? Or you can only get. A, you can't even get into a play at the NCAA basketball tournament, but you, you're just never going to be. And that, there's obviously jobs like that. I mean, it's hard to stay at Murray State forever or or Iona forever, stuff like that. But the idea, it's like, you know what? My family likes Waco, Texas. I like this school. There's enough players around here that will come here and I'm getting paid well, so I'm going to stay. And and that's good. I like some diversity in this sport would be it would be excellent. What you don't really want to see either is just this idea like, you know, you just have to keep climbing and climbing. Iowa State should be a place that you can you can win very well. Maybe not the title, but you're in contention. And uh, so hopefully we get there. But yeah, it'll be a big year next year. Big year for uh, State, the Bush Light, oh, yeah. Wide Right, Natty <laughs> wide Light. Wide Right, Natty Light. Bo- great. Wide Right Nighty Light, their their pod, their uh, blog that is their fan. I don't know what they what it's termed, but quality name for a, a fan page. All right, I want to get to this. I have been accused of uh, cyberbullying. <laughs> I've been accused. <laughs> I've been accused to be a cyberbully. Okay, uh, and this is a serious charge. Obviously, <laughs> clearly, uh, I might get thrown out of school. I don't know. Um, and the victim, my victim is uh, UCLA coach Chip Kelly. Chip Kelly is my victim, is what I've been accused. Not by Chip Kelly, mind you. I have not heard from Chip Kelly, but other people, namely my daughter, okay. who is a, a big fan of the CW show All-American, uh, as I am, and Pete is sort of, and we're going to try to get Pat to watch. It's on. It's, it, you can get it on like a, di- like a turn dial TV, Pat. <laughs> 
It's like, you know, one of those weird number channels. 63. I'll see, I don't know what you got in Louisville. I'll see if I can arrange the antenna well enough to get the signal. <laughs> 50, channel 54 somewhere. Like, it's one of those, okay. right? Okay. The hit teen drama, All-American. Chip Kelly appeared. We have discussed this past yes. about a week ago. We critiqued for the latest time his acting, his cameo appearance in, uh, and I was quite harsh, <laughs> quite harsh. I, I, I admit it, Coach Kelly, I admit I was too much. I'm not going to give you the damn Academy Award or the <laughs> Tony or whatever else you guys, Teen Choice Award, but uh, maybe you weren't that bad in your, in your cameo when you're recruiting Darnell and, and, and Spencer James from, from South Crenshaw High School. But I don't know. We all shared it. Did you think I was too much? Am I right? Or, you know, it, it, was I a cyber bully or was I just an accurate critic? <laughs> well, first, I guess that's what my, I don't want to be a bully. Yeah, well, I, I have questions here. First of all, did did your daughter actually listen to the podcast? I was just like, that's, that's the, the biggest thing. upset yes. of the year. Really? Cause, yes, because she heard that that's we had just discussed bad parenting <laughs> at that point. Some, yeah. Like, forget the cyberbullying. Yeah. Chip can handle it. Like, oh, no, that's racy, cool and unusual. This racy drama uh, on the CW. Yeah, yeah no, she did because she heard somehow that we had discussed it. So then she asked me to hear that part. And she said I was being mean. He probably tried his hardest <laughs> to do the acting. He's not an actor. And I was like, I started feeling bad for Chip Kelly. Like all of a sudden, I'm like, ah, oh, man, maybe I kicked Chip, you know. Then I'm like, this, this guy's, uh, you know, sitting in some Malibu beach house somewhere. And I didn't care how he did it. Even his bad acting was great recruiting for UCLA. Yeah. Oh, because like, every high school football player in America watches the show. And it was like the scene, the campus, yeah. the weight room at the end of the practice. I mean, it's like it is UCLA at its peak. So. It was a win for him, even if he was a little. That thing, yeah, like so. You sent us the clip, or, or Sully did. I don't remember who. And uh, I mean, yeah, you what? You, you look at that, and I say what I have said since I was in high school. Boy, I sure love. We wish UCLA would recruit me to do anything. I would love to go there. But uh, I think that your uh, appraisal of him falls under the category of fair comment and criticism from a journalistic standard. <laughs> I didn't think he was very good. And at Tough four love. million Tough at love. four million a year, I think he can withstand the cyberbullying from Dan Wetzel. <laughs> I like how our segment critiquing his cameo is like four times longer than his actual cameo. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I I will credit Chip this. He certainly uh, should not be on the red carpet for his appearance, but it was kind of true to Chip. It's sort of like Quick, sarcastic, kind of like a little withdrawn. That's that's who Chip is. Yeah. No, it's true. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. I don't know. I thought he could have been a little more, you know, a little more welcoming. He wasn't really welcoming. He to was the guy. not. I think it was like the. I think it was like the seventeenth take, and he was just <laughs> ticked off. He was wasting time with this thing, and I doubt he had ever heard of the show. <laughs> Somebody right. had to explain to him, like, no, you need to go on this <laughs> yeah, show for sure. This is a recruiting goldmine, Chip. <laughs> One of two things: this is gold. Yeah, either. Chip was tired of it, or on the 17th tick, they were tired of Chip and said, we're limiting his lines to two sentences and get him out of here. <laughs> Why is UCLA not better yet? Uh, I, now I'm going to bully him on something yeah, I might right. know about. They they looked pretty functional last oh, year. Oh, Pete, like, boy, you have been, oh, goodness, carrying that. Jeez Louise. They got yeah. better. They're, they're yeah. slowly getting there. Maybe that's it. It's just a bigger, it was a bigger rebuild than we thought. It's just... God, when Chip Kelly, UCLA got Chip Kelly, I was yeah. just like, oh, God, this is going to be 
this is going to be great. Like they're going to, how is this not going to work? All that talent in LA and, and you got this guy and three and four coming off of four and eight coming off of three and nine. So, I mean, winning percentage wise, he is getting better. And they have Dorian Thompson Robinson. Like he'll be, you know, preseason all pack 12 with, uh, Keaton Slovis next year. Like there's some identity there. There's like, there's a path forward. There's a path to hope. And somewhere amid, uh, amid those early couple seasons, that path was maybe not as clear as it was before. So they had to rebuild the offensive line. Yeah. They'll be, they'll, they'll be fine. Chips. It's, it's been a slow burn for chip. Very slow. I mean, man, you give a lot of pay. I mean, it's three years in their recruiting class is not ranked high. And we don't know if Spencer James <laughs> hand will even heal. He's now seeing a sports psychologist to check to see if his hand is good enough. So we don't even know if that star recruit is coming. Uh, that's well, you know what? I'll tune in for that reason, just to find out whether <laughs> there's zero chance Pat's going to tune in. The, by the way, the actor that plays Spencer James is like five foot eight. Yeah, right. It's, a, it's a greatest greatest casting ever on a high school football show. Like it's there's first that they they're too cheap to have like a full team. So like the team meetings have like six guys in it. It's like, it's like the locker and it's just room of the six guys who you know. Yeah. yeah, it's like the locker room of Hoosiers. Like where, where's the rest of the team? Every high school person in the show is like 25 years old. Of course. They're 29. One of them's 29 playing a high school kid. And then their parents are 35. Because you're like that. <laughs> boy, that it's a youthful looking parental group we got here. And I know yeah. this is Beverly Hills. Get some, but I'm like and then you look, so it's like, it's got some issues. Maybe Chip was the only honest broker in the whole thing. <laughs> Might have been. The only guy older than 35 know. in the whole thing. Huh? Anybody who's ever been to UCLA says the same thing. Why did I not know about this place when I was 17 years uh, old or 14 when I need to start studying yeah, to go here? No, I mean, and, yeah. the uniforms, the weather, the campus, co-eds on the campus, everything is like, golly, that place. Why? Why are they not? Like the best program in college football. And nobody's ever been to Iowa State and said, why did I not know this place existed when I was correct? So I assume this place, it's a great place, but it's pretty much what you expect. Pretty much what you expect out of uh, Iowa State. Not like, holy cow, look at this. Going into Josh Rosen's sophomore year, I spent a day with him for uh, when I was back at when I was working at Sports Illustrated and like went to class with him and kind of did the whole thing. And like, I'm, I'm you know, it was a fun day. He's a really nice, nice kid and engaging subject. And uh, we, we were walking to his social media class where they, it wasn't quite called social media, but it was there was study of like modern media and uh, you know, ironically, sitting at UCLA with the kid whose hot tub, you know, tweet went viral <laughs> when he put the hot tub in his dorm room yeah. studying like modern social media. And I'm looking around and I'm like, everyone here is beautiful. It's sunny. It's 72. I was the campus is gorgeous. It was just like one of those like, man, I, I should have rethought everything like 16 year old me deserves a lashing right now because like I just it, it wasn't even it didn't even enter my mind mm-hmm. to go to, to college there instead. I went to uh, Syracuse, which is pretty much aesthetically the exact opposite of UCLA. <laughs> now, a fine place to go to school. They, I got a great education. Grateful for it. But my Lord, the aesthetics are different. <laughs> a little bit. You know, I played high school football and if I would have, you know, I was nowhere near good enough to get recruited by UCLA. Instead, I was recruited by St. Mary's of the Plains in Dodge City, Kansas. That was, <laughs> that was not very hard to turn down. Although my dad did point out rather jokingly, he said, well, if you look at the enrollment, it's 75% female. That was the only selling point. 
St. Mary's of the Plains. St. <laughs> Mary's of the Plains College in Dodge City, Kansas. I was recruited by them, Bethany College somewhere in Kansas, and <laughs> University of Southern Colorado Pueblo. That's it. That's like the, that's the second best team in Dodge, Kansas. And there isn't Dodge City CC like really good. <laughs> Probably. Probably. Throw the records out the window when they cross the tracks to play each other. I think they're on last chance you and like they were pretty good. Uh, yeah. Dodge City's got a yeah, team. Yeah. Sure. They got good basketball, too. Um, yeah, we need some St. Mary's of the Plains swag, uh, wow. some entrepreneurial SID or someone there. We will, we will, we, we will adopt you on the pod for having the mistake <laughs> for the mistake of identifying Pat as a recruitable athlete. I'm, I'm looking him up <laughs> so, now. See if we can get some swag. So far, I would just like to say this about St. Mary's of the Plains. So far, we have discussed Big Twelve favorite Iowa State and UCLA and St. Mary's of the Plains. So you're in, I mean, it's pretty good company. Oh, I got, I got bad news, fellas. College, college Uh closed in 1992. (laughs) (laughs) See what happened when they didn't get you. (laughs) This is like when Clemson basketball didn't get Zion. Just pack it in, man. 40s going to Missouri. Shut it down. down. We couldn't get over. Oh man. (laughs) The, The big recruit from, Fort Collins Academy High School, and it didn't happen. Oh, man. All right. Well, pour one out for St. Mary's of the Plains. Yeah. <laughs> Damn shame. There's no more souls to save out there in Dodge City. I think the guy that came to recruit us actually did commit a violation because uh, he was standing like the Sheraton near our, near our, uh, our high school. And he's like, yeah, Seems once you like guys a, come on over here. And he got us all Cokes and like some appetizers. Which I don't think he was supposed to do, but wow! Budget at the illicit mozzarella sticks. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and you still didn't still go. Still didn't you go. This guy. I couldn't be bought. I couldn't be bought, Dan Wetzel. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say buy beers, and I was no, like, no, man, no. I would have gotten the planes. <laughs> Good lord, yeah. yeah. Uh, that was his mistake. All right. Well, that's uh, that's weird. That's if weird. you bought him Sierra Nevada, Pat would have. I would have signed on the spot. I think, Pete, you're underselling Syracuse. If you enjoy walking uphill in a snowstorm, <laughs> that is your school. <laughs> That's in September. It's further uphill. It snowed on graduation in May like multiple no, years there. It's yeah. not like the one time it happened. It's like, no, it's happened like a bunch. <laughs> All right. Also, uh, in keeping with the Therese Paler-inspired college football pod, we're going to talk some football. Therese went to Howard University, uh, which is an FCS school, and they are uh, kicking off their season. February 27th against Morgan State. That's right. FCS football is playing this spring. Degenerates of America. We're here for you. We plan on trying to watch. Like, serious question. Can you bet on it? I would have to think you'll be able to bet on it. I don't know for sure, but uh, that's an opportunity that the bookies don't seem like they want to pass up or the the betting outlets. Well, you can start this weekend with McNeese State when McNeese State travels to Tarlington State. How about that? Game is on Saturday. Sully, where can I watch this thing? Is it on TV? Yeah, Fox Sports Southwest Plus. I, that, that's about the longest <laughs> network you're ever going to run across. Fox. The official network of Our Lady of the Plains <laughs> in Dodge, Kansas. They do the coaches Fox, show, or they did in Fox 1991 Sports before. Southwest. Fox Sports Southwest Plus. Plus. <laughs> I feel like that's only available in like certain cable providers in suburban Odessa. <laughs> Do you know Pat Forty, who is the starting quarterback for McNeese State? Um, 
I don't. I'm going to guess he's a he's an FBS transfer. We're coming, and we ain't backing down. Oh, that's right. He comes. Little Orgeron. Cody Orgeron yeah. is the starting quarterback for McNeese State. That's right. And sources deep at Tarleton have told me that Ed Orgeron will be in the house hey. for the big game. On F- I bet there'll be an awkward sideline interview on Fox Sports <laughs> Southwest Plus. Plus. <laughs> Plus. Plus, can't make the regular Fox Sports Southwest. Like, what's going on? <laughs> like, yeah, what do they have on there that that they can't bump for an actual college football game? I mean, that's like rodeo, us, and I I don't know. All us Tarlington fans, Tarleton. Yeah. That's where Billy Gillespie coaches hoops. Yeah, yeah. This is like they're going to the new WAC FCS league, right? Yeah, in the WAC creating an FCS so. league. Correct. It starts. Uh, it starts next uh, next year. Next year. It'd be a good good little league. The, the the whack coming back in our football lives is a really good thing. I mean, think about all the great last call memories the whack has given us over the years, from Ty Detmer to Colt Brennan, Ladanian Tomlinson played in the whack. Like the whack, uh, you know, Ka- Colin Kaepernick, Kellen Moore did a lot of his work in the whack. Um, I mean, that was, I, I, my, my soul is bursting with joy for the return of the whack. I, I hope we get some of those level of players. It's going to be a while, I think. Right now we got Cody Orger. Oh, yeah. No, no. But, like, they'll get a TV deal. Hopefully they'll start to play on Tuesday nights, like whatever, whatever night is vacant. But, you know, the strategy makes sense. These are, like, big enrollment schools in Texas right. where there are players. You can, uh, you know, that's the main footprint of the league. There's some, a uh, couple schools in Utah, but for the most part, like those schools, they they have they have a lot better chance to get good than Iowa State, if that makes sense. Like there are more natural resources. There's more good coaching. Yeah, but and there's going to be more overlooked uh, overlooked teams. But yes, I agree. It's going to. Uh, they, they hope in five years to be FBS, and that may be ambitious. Some may, some not. But the the. If you go, if you just project, it's like projecting Central Florida, South Florida, whatever it is. Like if you project it, it's going to work out. It's just going to take time. So good for those schools banding together and uh, and, and giving us giving us a uh, some weeknight, hopefully some weeknight delights and some last call delights. Well, if this stuff's on, I'll watch. I'll watch some of it. What the heck? I mean, we have no other football. I've I thought the Mac should have done this. Yeah, we didn't get the Mac. I mean, Tarleton State's got about fifteen thousand students. You know, it's not. Yeah, that's somebody will watch it. Some of those fifteen thousand are degenerates, so who, they're laying who's two laying points. The two? Just, who is Tarleton? Tarleton. Okay. Yeah, Tarleton. Can you bet on BetMGM? I'm trust our friends at BetMGM will have a line by Saturday. Speaking of BetMGM, hey, I'm going to slip this in if I can get a a, a a transition like that. New users get twenty five bonus dollars upon registration. No deposit required, and it can be used immediately. Twenty five bonus dollars. Can also receive a hundred percent deposit match up to one thousand dollars in their first deposit. BetMGM.com/slash Yahoo promo code Yahoo when you make your first deposit. Uh, that promo code is valid in New Jersey, West Virginia, Indiana, Tennessee, Colorado, Iowa, including Ames, and now the great state of Michigan. If you are twenty-one years or older, terms apply. I've been on my BetMGM. I have started betting hockey. It's not mm-hmm. that's. A recipe, yeah. <laughs> Good luck. Woo. I didn't yeah. even know you could bet hockey. I mean, I knew you could oh, bet you hockey, bet but like, how do you bet hockey? You can bet anything you want, man. You can bet who's going to score, number of goals, game. Oh, the really? spread to me in hockey is the craziest because the shorthanded goals. Mm. So it's like, uh, it, it, yeah. 
it, it can be a one-one game at, with thirty seconds left in the third period, totally even game, and someone scores, go up two-one. Someone pulls, all of a sudden it's three to one, which is a huge gap in hockey. And you're like, oh, let's lot. So I wouldn't bet that, but yeah, yeah. So when I'm homeless, uh, this is where it starts. <laughs> this is where it starts. <laughs> you can. Uh, this is this is where it started. The can Bruins you bet on, like, are hot, pot? and I'm betting. If you, uh, uh, I don't know about college hockey, I guess, but the, the Bruins are rolling, man. I'm going to say if you're, you're riding the Bruins, uh, you're doing well right now. So I'm, I'm up. It's like a, it's like heroin. <laughs> I'm, I'm riding high and it's the inevitability is not, if you end up GameStop, Dan, GameStop, Dan, he's on a roll. <laughs> he really is. I, I I'm sitting there going, what am I doing? What am I doing? <laughs> if you, if you end up homeless due to chronic, uh, NHL betting, and you end up like having to live in your car and steal the wireless at a truck stop or whatever, then you'll be perfectly positioned to grab Fox Sports Southwest Plus uh, and watch watch the FCS games. So that's, that'll be great. I'm watching like, yeah, I'm like, like Winnipeg, you know, cable TV and stuff like that right now. I'm, I got problems. <laughs> Yeah, I got it, invite invite me to do the exclusive interview with you when you've hit rock bottom because that would definitely make great American sports writing. <laughs> like prominent <laughs> prominent columnist <laughs> spirals off hockey betting, hits rock bottom, cyberbullying, yeah. drinking gas station coffee. Yeah, yeah. like yeah, oh, yeah. bounces so, back with Tarleton State national title. Yeah. Oh, there <laughs> it is. Yes, rides Tarleton State no, to riches. Your fortunes are like uh, they're like hanging in the balance of whether it's like some half drunk Estonian forward decides to show up tonight or not. Like I got no idea what's going on. <laughs> Hockey's crazy. Yeah. All right, here's our FCS rundown. So not everyone's playing. Like there's eight of thirteen Big Sky teams. State of Montana. What happened to you guys? Bailed out. All right. Yeah. No Montana, Montana State, Northern Colorado, Portland State, or Sacramento State. The Big South only has five of eight. Campbell, Hampton, and North Alabama. I should I should list off some of these leagues and see if you guys even know who's in it. CAA, Towson is not playing. Everyone else is in. The CAA will be split into two unequal divisions. This is according <laughs> to footballscoop.com. Okay. <laughs> footballscoop.com declares this fun. I'll take your opinions. Albany, Delaware, Maine, New Hampshire, Rhode Island, Stony Brook, and Villanova will be in the north, and they'll each play once. Elon, James Madison, Richmond, and William Mary will be in the south, and they have a home-and-home home against the other three. I don't know how this prevents COVID. Is that exciting? <laughs> I uh, I don't know. I'm not sure I can quite get into the Elon... Uh, who who the hell else did you say? Gardner Webb or something? No, know. it doesn't matter. Uh, William and Mary. Yeah, William and Mary. Both William and Mary will be playing. Yeah. James Madison and Villanova are two top five teams, evidently. So, mm-hmm. okay. not yeah, that I've been breaking down James Madison. Good. They are good. Yeah. Here's the one that's crazy: is Jacksonville State in Alabama, not in Jacksonville, Florida. They're good. Uh, is basically going to play three seasons in twelve months because they played. I want to say like five games in the fall. And then they're they're all in for this FCS spring season, and then they're going to presumably play again in fall twenty twenty one. Good luck with that one. And they'll ascend, they'll potentially play in the the WAC in that season. Oh, really? Because of oh yes, they're going to do a they're going to do a one year dip. That their conference OVC dipped below, and then I think they might go to the Southland or somewhere else. Okay. And so 
What they're going to do is they're going to join the WAC for one year to get the WAC over the minimum team threshold to get an automatic qualifying bid. And then they're going to scoot elsewhere and the WAC is going to add some more. <laughs> they're ba- they're a rental program for this year for, for the WAC. Yes. Okay. A couple other schools are going to do that, too. But Jacksonville State was notable because there's really nothing Western about Jacksonville uh, no. State. It may be in Western Alabama. <laughs> but I think it's actually Eastern Alabama, but either way. It's an Eastern. Nice little town. All right. Well, they also have a real playoff. So yeah. we'll see. We'll see where it goes. Yeah. Uh, there's a bunch of other leagues. I actually didn't realize how many teams were playing. So I don't know who our favorite is, but uh, we're going to we're going to be on it. I'm going to watch. All right, we want to pay uh, tribute to another person we lost this week, and that is uh, Tom Konchalski, the longtime basketball scout based out of New York, who was um, uh, 73 and had had, had uh, some bouts with cancer. Tom Konchalski is maybe not a name that that the average fan knows. Uh, he is up for a Hall of Fame nomination this year, and it's well-deserved. I hope they give it to him. Yeah, But uh, it's such an amazing character he's like a movie character he is this old school uh scout he's about six foot six he was this six foot six guy who for about 40 years or 50 years spent it maybe more maybe he's doing it in high school i guess he was like a manager at like archbishop malloy but he would basically just go to high school games all up and down the east coast basically and it expanded and back before youtube and 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 recruiting tape and the ability to find out who could play the word of tom konchalski was everything to get a kid a, a scholarship and he would type out he was a bachelor lived in this little apartment in in queens he would type out on a on a literal typewriter all the way till the end the high school basketball illustrated so i think that was what it was called right yeah hsbi yeah coaches would subscribe to this thing and if he rated a guy high enough and they would call, they, they would get scholarships. Tom Kachowski got tons of kids' scholarships. He was everything. Uh, he was incredibly well-liked. He was one of the nicest people you will ever meet. He just wanted to do his job and help guys get scholarships. And he didn't just go to high school games. He would go to park games and summer basketball. He helped Howard Garfinkel with the famed five-star camp, which was a big deal. John Feinstein once labeled him the only honest guy in the gym, the only honest man in the gym, which I always thought was accurate because he just he didn't have an uh, 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 an angle. He cared as much about scouting LeBron James as he did a borderline D1, D2 kid. He'd watch in, intently and try to. And that's why those schools and really that's where his work was so valuable because there's so many kids that are like easy to overlook. And there's Tom Konchalski puts him on a list and all of a sudden, hey, you get a you get a scholarship to a to a D2 or or a board, you know a Metro Atlantic school just because he put you down as a player. Great great guy. Really enjoyed getting to know him a long time. I know we all know him and just one of those behind the scenes people. The Hall of Fame calls him contributors. Truly a contributor to the game of basketball the last 50 years. I mean just a just a wonderful and genuine man. Like a guy cut like from the from the Damon Runyon era of New York and sort of frozen there in uh, in 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 perpetuity. He had his uh, trademark firm handshake where he'd grab your hand, shake it up and down for like 30 plus seconds. He looked at you in the eye like he stared you down in the eye and he genuinely cared. The memory, you know, people say it in encyclopedic memory. I have never encountered a human with a more 
with a deeper and better memory than Tom Kinchalski. Uh, and I wrote about this in, in my tribute to him. Uh, there's an assistant coach at Notre Dame who's a pod listener, a good guy, a good friend, Rod Belanis, who who's uh, Mike Bray's top assistant there. He's been there almost 20 years now. He's at Colgate before. And Rod was a, played at DeMatha Catholic for Morgan Wooten, who's a good player at Georgia Tech. I remember sitting with Rod at an AU game somewhere once, and Tom walks by and sees him and stops and shakes his hand and just goes, Rod Belanis, December, I'll never forget, December 17th, 1987, Tacoma Park Armory. And he proceeds to <laughs> rattle off his stat line, four of nine from three-point range, 11 second-half points, DeMatha upset Malloy, 68-66, beating Kenny Anderson, who was known as Ken then. <laughs> and like that was just, but here's the thing. He could do that for the third assistant at St. Francis who came off the bench to win a random Catholic League game. He could do, I mean, it was just the most incredible, expansive uh, memory. And the, the other thing about Tom, a lot of people pointed out this, and it, it was very true. He treated Coach K the exact same way that he treated a uh, Division Three coach, uh, Tyler Sims, who's coach at Clark in Worcester and is, is a friend of mine for, from over the years. He used to work at Brown. He wrote a great tribute on uh, on, on Twitter. And Tom kind of had this network of people because he didn't drive who sort of arranged his transportation, pick him up, drop him off at different train stations. And he was just such a genuinely good guy. And people really wanted to be around him and pick his brain. And and uh, it, I, I thought Tyler's tweet thread was was really good because it it just gave a sense of how he treated a Division Three coach the exact same way, you know. And Tyler spoke of him the same way that Jim Beheim and Mike Krzyzewski and Rick Pitino all spoke about him. He just had an uncommon reach, just a really wonderful, genuine human being that the sport itself is going to miss. I think that that only honest guy in the gym line just resonates because, you know, you guys know how youth basketball is and college basketball is. Like, everybody has an angle. Everybody is trying to get an advantage. Not Tom. That He, he had no angles. All he wanted was to appraise and scout everybody fairly and accurately. He didn't play favorites. He didn't lie. He was extremely fair in his appraisals of players. He he genuinely wanted the best for them, but he wasn't going to try to sell a bad player to Duke or North Carolina. And the players the players loved him. I mean, like I remember Jamal Mashburn, you know, oh, Mr. Konchalski. I mean, the reverence that that he had for him. And that's, I think, probably when I met him and I was like, you know, in my 20s, covering Kentucky and I go to cover the ABCD camp in Teaneck and somebody, I don't remember who said, you need to talk to him, Tom Kinchowski. His thing, as Dan pointed out, you know, big, tall, bony, looked like he hadn't eaten in two and a half weeks, would usually sit like at the top of rung of the bleachers. You didn't approach him during the games because he really honestly wanted to scout. You know, half the people there, they're just yakking through the games, uh, you know, small talking. Tom was scouting. He really was. And so he's watching the players. But then that mean afterwards, there were so many people that wanted to talk to him that it was this endless conga line. It's coaches. You know, it's it's the top coaches in the country. It's the mid-major guys. It's the media. So on, so on. And he, it would take him forever to get out of the gym because he would never turn down anyone. And that's including me. I'm in my, like I said, 25, 26 years old, something like that, covering Kentucky. He doesn't know me, and he doesn't know me. But he took whatever amount of time I asked for to answer those questions and answer them very nicely. 
uh, and, you know, try to help everybody out. That's what he was about was like, you know, I'll help the coaches. I'll help the players. I'll help the media. I'll make the game better. And that's what Tom Kinchowski did. And did he forget you, Pat? Like, no, oh, no, no. He years, remember me. Yeah, right. Yeah. 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 yeah I always would have something Pat personal. 40. Yeah, right. Yes. yes. Almost recruited. Almost <laughs> went to St. Mary's of the Plains to play football. That's right. Illegally <laughs> recruited via Mott Sticks. <laughs> he wasn't yes. good enough to play at Dodge City, but Pat, but Tom would have been too nice to point that That's out. That's right. So. That's right. <laughs> the mozzarella sticks didn't sway him. Chose a career. <laughs> He was uh, almost going to be a priest. He was going to be a Catholic priest. And he, he literally would say like he saw his service. Uh, Kevin Armstrong wrote a great piece about him in Sports Illustrated. There's been other great stories out there written. If you want to look them up, uh, Tom Konchalski. He saw it like as his service was helping these, helping young people find their 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 potential in, in sports. And that was that was his his cog in the basketball wheel. You talk about the respect of players. It's It was everything. I mean, in New York, he just became so big. Uh, I remember, you know, hearing stories like he would he would walk into like the Queens Queensbridge housing projects where there's this kind of famed court in the middle of the Queensbridge housing projects where like Ron Artest and many other players came up. Um, and this is not a place where typically a middle aged uh, a white guy alone is just going to wander in in the 80s and 90s. Right. And he would just stroll in and people, oh, Mr. Konchalski, uh, the, the gym's over there, you know, or the, the park's over there. And that's just how he was. Like he just, he would go to high school coaches, obviously loved them. Everyone loved him because he was just doing the right thing. And so I really, really hope he gets in the, um, in the hall. I hope he gets in. I hope, I hope Howard Garfinkel gets in. I, I, I they aren't celebrities per se. Um, uh, they aren't, they don't have powerful organizations behind them. There's no one from like, you know, a university or an NBA team or FIBA, you know, but like these guys played huge roles in the history of basketball. And so I, I, I like seeing it. And it's a guy who I wish he was alive for it because he would have yeah. been, would have been overwhelming, but yeah, and I'm oh. sure Kay and those guys are a fight, but it's just like, these are the guys you that deserve some memorance you know, it's just so, some memorializing because it's like you talk to basketball players and they all, you know, yeah, I don't care who you are. You took Michael Jordan. It was the biggest thing. One of the biggest things of his life was his performance at the Howard Garfinkel five-star camp, which was scouted and put together by Tom Kachowski and Howard Garfinkel. Right. And like these were these were huge moments in their life, in their basketball life, as much as hitting a shot in the final four that, you know, so. It's a ladder, and let's not forget that bottom ladder where so much so much happens. Dan, let me just throw in, the last time I saw him, and, and I assume the last time you saw him, was in the Southern District of New York Federal Courthouse in 2017, 2018. He showed up for uh, Jim Gatto. Jim Gatto's father, Jim Gatto Sr., is a longtime New York City high school coach, won 500 games, the kind of guy Tom would know and have a great relationship with. So let's face it, that courthouse had some media in it. And it had the people on trial and there weren't a whole there were some friends and family, but there weren't a whole lot of people from that basketball world coming to show up and stand and, and, and be there to support those guys. And I thought it said a lot about Tom Kachowski that he took the training from Queens, not just one day to kind of show up. He was there multiple days to support the uh, support the Gatto family. And I, I just think that kind of spoke to him as a as a person and who he was, uh, that that he was that he was there to just show his show his support, and show his presence. He was about he was there a lot he was there yeah. many many days to support uh, jim and merle code and i don't know how well he knew christian dawkins or not 
I don't. Re- everybody bailed on those guys. Yeah, and and there was a time when Jim Gatto and Merle Code, particularly, and Christian, where coaches would go out of their way to get a second with them, and all of a sudden, you know. And I'm not saying it's wrong or right, but there wasn't anybody there. Tony Childs, the longtime uh, assistant coach for St. John's, Iona, Tulane, great guy, great friend of mine. He he came. Uh, to support Merle. I think he came when Book Richardson was sentenced. But other than Tony and and uh, and Tom Konchalski, uh, there probably was somebody else, but I don't remember. Uh, and I apologize if I don't. I was at that almost every one of those. They had anybody showing up. And uh, you can tell a lot about somebody when they're there to support you when the chips are down. And those are those are really quality people. And if you can have that kind of person in your life, that's what you want. Because for whatever reason, other people didn't show up. I'm not going to condemn them, but it's it says I don't I don't want to make it a negative if you didn't, but it sure is a positive when you did, and it meant a lot I know to everybody when when those guys are there. So that does you're right, Pete. That's a great point to bring up. All right, that'll do it for uh, for this week. Keep subscribing, sharing us on social media. Appreciate you guys listening. McNeese, Tarleton State. See if you can find it on your TV. Good luck. We're gonna wrestle this FCS down to it. We're gonna we're gonna do this. I do have the top five right before we go. Preseason Athlon Sports Top Five: uh, North Dakota State, Weber State, Northern Iowa, not as good a water, <laughs> James Madison, <laughs> and South Dakota State. Okay, so, it's gonna yeah, be you're cold, gonna have to boys. Turn your dial on your on your television like twice. It's like two trips around the sundial to find these. So just to prepare you, it might take a little patience. I'll, I'll, I know you're a very patient guy. I'll Pat, try so extra hard. hard. But if look, if there's gonna be a big yes. Dakota rivalry. I think we might we might have <laughs> yeah. to get on that. North Dakota State, hey, South Dakota If you're Dakota tired State. of Southeastern teams dominating yeah. <laughs> and, and all these schools with their sunshine, well, I got a, I got something for you. Hey. Bring your parka. Now, most of these guys play indoors, right? Northern Iowa, North, NC, North Dakota State of the Fargo Dome and Northern Iowa's going indoor. Fire the athletic director at any Dakota school that has an outdoor stadium. <laughs> <laughs> Fire up fire up all right let's uh we will talk to you guys later see you one two three four those are numbers but you already knew that if you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car use kelly blue book my wallet on auto trader they're really good at numbers auto trader